This is the Third Eye Podcast, featuring Matthew James, Nick Tuggle, and Justin Fitzpatrick. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the episode one of the official Third Eye Podcast. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, we did record uh, early stages of dating in the last episode. Uh, Go check that out when you can, not if you can, when you can. And uh, yeah, so I am Nick, and of course we have the two other co-hosts here with me, Justin and Matt, Fist God, Sauce God, and uh, yeah, so today we're actually going to get into uh, uh, being toxic and the explanation behind that and with that and what's going on with that. This is actually um, shouted out to us, so you know, props to the person who gave us an idea, so we're actually going to get into a little bit of that. And uh, first things first is we're going to identify some toxic behaviors and uh, what being toxic is. So you guys like to chime in on what you guys think being toxic is. That'd be great. Yikes. Um, I think being toxic, I'm not even going to cap. I think it's just uh, a bad learned behavior or a bad habit that you've picked up from uh, people who have not grown emotionally are grown um in a lot of different mediums so um that's i think at the base what i think toxicity is is just bad habits or bad behaviors that were learned or taught from people who were emotionally let me let me not say emotionally stunted but from people who were stunted in some type of aspect so emotionally you know spiritually in other ways so you develop what is called a toxic behavior or what we call as toxic yeah, I, I think that's that's a really good definition. I think um, the only thing I could add to that is any type of toxic behavior, whether it's to yourself or somebody else, um, you can be socially toxic, you can be romantically toxic, you know, you can be toxic in your work environment, you know, what, and even toxic to yourself, you know, like what behaviors do you have within yourself that don't belong there and are contrary to your growth, you know? that's a great example of toxicity. I think that takes us right into identifying toxic behaviors. What do you guys think are some like staple toxic behaviors that you see a lot in other people? Um, Definitely uh, when it comes to, you know, dealing with a toxic person, I think number one that just sticks right out is uh, so uncomfortable around them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm also always walking on eggshells. I have no idea what I'm going to get um it's so inconsistent and it's just like I said it just it really makes you feel uneasy it doesn't matter how old or young the person is it's just like bro I don't know what I'm getting into today um but you know you can always really like feel the aura or you know see it reflecting off them to where the to, to the point where you haven't even said nothing and there's already tension like right then and there um so <clears throat> definitely that I mean Usually, um, these are the type of people or the type of behaviors that you'll see. You know, you'll see a lot of people always playing victim or, you know, never apologizing or, you know, st- you know, certain stuff like that. And like you guys said, it's, it, these are this is stuff that's learned. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you, you know, after certain events that happen, and, you know, they just you know keep doing it and doing it until the point where it's just natural for them. So. Um, if you guys got any other uh, behaviors that you guys like to add, those are just some like right off the top of my head, you know. Yeah, I think um, 
one that always sticks out to me is toxicity with people that are in um, leadership roles because they don't know how to properly address the people that they may view as, um, I don't want to say less significant, because what does that really mean? Because what is a leader without the body of people that that person is designated to lead? But like, you know, if, if you're a toxic leader, you're looking at the people who you're leading as inferior or less capable when, when that really just isn't the case. Um, and oftentimes those people who end up in those roles of leadership, they're like, I'm the most qualified, I'm the most this and that, the third. And it becomes a sort of like, it becomes a condescending attitude that they have towards other people. And that's how you run people away. That's how you do the opposite of literally what Justin has on his on his jacket, building or being the village for other people. You know, you can't build a village. You can't be a village if you're running everybody away. You know, shout out to be the village. So my dog, Joe, you know, shout him out. You know, yeah. 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 Um, yeah so it's like, that's really important. And a lot of leaders in any medium, you know, like we were all involved in music. I'm still involved in music. You know, we're all involved in music still one way, shape or another, you know, like whether it be um, work environments, you know, like your boss, your, your, whoever is above you in that chain, you know, in, in the school system and the education system, like the amount of times I've interacted with people who view like directors or um, principals or anything like that as just, you know, incapable of working with others because of toxic behaviors that they have, like, yeah, it's not a coincidence why people don't want to listen to those type of people. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with both of you. And I think the root uh, thing that y'all you know, kind of brought out of that is someone that just makes the environment not, you know, livable or not, you know, workable or you're just not able to push through it or, or be comfortable or be yourself. Um, so toxic behaviors um, in every medium, like you were stating that in the work environment, you know, romantically, um, towards yourself, um, physically, mentally, you know, all of these things that you could have um, affecting you just in any way that makes you uncomfortable or makes the area or the space that you're in uncomfortable. I think that's um, what can be considered a toxic behavior if it's a pattern within somebody that just makes you or, or, or other people uncomfortable, essentially. Um, so that lead me to the next question um, that I kind of thought about the other day. Um, but have you seen any toxic traits, behaviors within yourself? Um, if you have, what were they? And how are you? Or how did you? Because some of them could be in the past now. Um, deal with it. How did you learn from it, become better, and, um, you know, shed that, essentially? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, pretty sure this is labeled as toxic, but I don't know. If it is, it is. If it's not, it's not. Um, definitely tend to shut down. <laughs> like, uh, not say anything, you know, like, not a word, not a peep, nothing. Um, and it could be for any reason. I don't have to be mad or upset or anything. Like, nothing has to happen. I just kind of shut down. Um, and at that point, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to talk. I don't want to listen. I don't want to see. I don't want nothing. Pretty garbage, actually. When I, when I really come to think, of it, it's actually pretty terrible. Um, definitely pushes people away. 
um, that are actually there for you in the situation uh, or no situation at all. But um, yeah, definitely pushes people away. Um, and it just, it's, it's it, when I really think about it, it's really, really immature. Um, Cause like I said, everybody wants to be adults until it's time to communicate, right? Mm. Everybody wants things, right? Until it's time to communicate. Um, everybody needs things until it's time to communicate, right? Why can't I get this? Why can't I get that? Why can't we work towards this? Why can't I build a relationship? Why can't, you know, and most of it starts with communication. So really thinking about it, and I used to do this for years. Now, there's some backstory obviously to it, but you know, you can't really move forward without realizing where you came from. And that's what we call growth. So yeah, definitely, definitely noticed it where I used to just shut down. I say anything to anybody and definitely think that was a toxic trait of mine for a while. Um, I'm sure most, you know, mostly some people can relate to that, but you know, yeah, growing from that and uh, moving forward to communicating. Um, I think within myself, um, wait, actually, Nick, how are you, how are you getting rid of that? Or if you haven't, or if, if you haven't already gotten rid of it, how are you like working towards, you know, fixing that? So honestly, the biggest thing with a lot of problems uh, that I've noticed is just the awareness factor. Um, being self-aware of what's going on right now and that's not to say like overthinking every situation so this is not to say oh I need to talk or I need to say anything but like I'm starting to be aware that people genuinely want to know what's going on and are and like I said this is this is moving backwards uh towards stuff that happened years ago right so in my mind I'm thinking okay, if I shut down, what is that really going to solve? Okay. If I don't say anything, what is that really going to solve? Right. In the moment, like if I really, really, really need to say something and I don't say anything, what is that going to help me to do? Right. So at the end of the day, just communicate. Right. And it's more so how to go about the communication rather than just communicating. So on the, on the back end, it's okay. Who do I go to? The questions I ask myself is who do I go to about it? When do I talk about it? How much do I say? Um, what can I actually say? So if I'm in a, if I'm in a general, uh, if I'm in a colloquial audience or a colloquial stage, now I can say whatever I want without being, um, you know, labeled as this or that. If I'm in a professional state, you know, I'll pull somebody to the side and give information so they know what's going on. Um, but it's it's really it's really um, I've gotten past the not talking phase and now I'm moving to the okay, what do I say, right? Like how much do I hold in? How much do I give out? And that's moving forward and how to internalize the type of feelings that I have going on right then and there. I think I've done a lot better. I think I'm doing a lot better. And I think I'm still progressing and going forward with it, you know, to this day. So um, that's that's pretty much how I, I just ask myself a lot of questions, uh, not try to overthink everything. But at the end of the day, it starts with the, the self-awareness and uh, realizing that this is I feel this way. And if like uh, this is not going to solve anything. The first part is to acknowledge it. What's going on? All right. Then we, then we get to the problem solving. The self-awareness step one 
step two is like figuring out a solution. And then the step three would be um, going in smaller steps to figure out how to, you know, better deal with this situation. And that's what I was listening before with who do I go to? When do I go to them? How much do I let out? Um, what I can actually say um, without getting in some type of trouble. You know, there are always consequences to say whatever you want. Yeah, freedom of speech, but yeah, there are always consequences, good and bad, uh, to saying everything that you want to say. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that, um, you know, you talked about what do you say or what do you allow yourself to say? I think that's pretty huge. It's important to have people around that, you know, in reference to, you know, the, the issue of shutting down. And so it's important to have people around that you feel like you can say anything to. And I feel, I mean, I know that's something that I'm striving for really effervescently in all of my relationships, whether it's like platonic or not, like, I just want to be able to, you know, talk without, you know, feeling like that I have to hold back. And that's a lot of people say, oh, you know, I can talk to any, you know, this, this set of people, I can talk to them about anything, you know, is it anything or is it 70%, which is better than most? Right. So, yeah, but I digress. Um, for me personally, I think something that I'm still working on that's most definitely toxic is um, being very and overly critical of myself, maybe not being fair given like context and circumstance of like where I want myself to be versus where I currently am. Um, I mean, it's something that I've definitely dealt with a lot since I started, you know, school here, um, which ties into like the whole concept of imposter syndrome. Like I got here, but I don't feel like I belong here or I don't feel like I'm good enough to be here, which, you know, directly correlates to like being very critical. And, you know, as I've done more and the way that I've gone about, like, I guess battling both is just, I don't, I don't know if this is really a good solution, but just trying to work a little bit more efficiently so that the the work that I do put in correlates a little bit more one-to-one -one with the successes that I do see. Um, and that may look like something for me, you know, I'm a performer, I'm a saxophonist, so I could, you can practice for three hours, but how many of those three hours are you really practicing? And are they, is it effective? You know, like I thought about it one day and I was like, I'm, I'm getting, I have two hours in this, in this tight schedule to practice. All right, let's set a timer. We're going to set, we're going to work 15 minutes for this, 15 minutes of this. And that correlated to so much more results than I've seen in like the practice that I did in almost all of undergrad, because I didn't properly think about how I should be doing it. But regardless of my method in this entire span of time, I was very critical of myself. Um, so I'm working on being a little bit more understanding to myself and understanding that, you know, for my age, I'm doing well from my circumstance and where I've come from in terms of my education and all of the things that I had access to, I'm doing well. Um, not to say that it doesn't frustrate me when people do better than me, but also I have to be, I have to, you have to consider all of the context that created you and in, in who you are. So um just just being a little bit more patient with myself that's something i'm working on it, it gets me some days but i think right now i'm doing better than what i what i used to do um i would say my toxic behavior is uh geez i think we can do a, a whole different episode on, on like toxic behaviors and discovering them within yourself but um 
The one of mine was also shutting down. Um, I think my biggest toxic behavior um, that I had noticed within myself um, is that I do not like to allow others to like assist when I'm like leading something. Um, and that is in my drive of one, getting it done, but two, it getting done to the highest fidelity. Um, and that's just built around a, a lack of trust um, and having like a short lease with people. Um, I remember it was one time um, at FAM when I asked somebody to go up to SGA and just secure a form asking the dates for something that we needed from them. And I was like, you need to get it done by 5.30. I think I, I told them like 11 or noon in the day. They said they had the time. I was like, okay, if you can get this done, this would be great. And I get to them after rehearsal. I'm like, hey, did you? And they forget. And it's like, okay, I could have just done this myself. I should have just done it. And that's just a lack of trust, like, and not realizing that they're human. Um, sometimes I feel like we, um, as people, um, some of us, we like to work as robots. Like we get real structured, real, I can do it all. Like there is no type of um, lack of competency in something. Like I'm able to, to figure it out if I can, I can do it myself, I can get through. Um, and because of that lack of trust, um, you kind of develop this uh, hardened shell where you're not open to sharing a lot of things. And it kind of pushes into other aspects of your life, not just from a work perspective, then it can you know, push into a romantic perspective, from a personal perspective, from you know, just all of a spiritual you know, perspective. It's a lot of things that can get into. Um, so how did I, um, or how am I getting rid of that? Um, just opening myself up to letting people, you know, assist in things, you know, um, it may not get done um, at a standard that you would like, um, but that's okay, because you're, you're at least giving someone a chance to be another set of eyes and ears that could give you a different perspective or give you a different point of view about how you can get it done more efficiently, or how you can reach a wider net, you know, audience and things like that, like they if you allow yourself to trust in people, you will realize people have the same, uh, the different, a different kind of magic than you. So you might be really good at something, but they might be, they may have a totally different skill set that can benefit both of you equally, or you can both benefit each other. Um, and I think if you allow yourself to give, you know, give people that trust, then you're able to open yourself up to more perspectives, more points of view, more ideas, more or different ideas, different kinds of, you know, um, points of view that give you a perspective into someone else. Justin, um, you said something that really resonated with me when you were talking about trusting people and just yeah. giving them the chance to, you know, regardless of if they make the mistake or if they get it done, but just giving them the chance. And it made me think of something else that I used to do and I still may do to a certain degree. Um, and I'm gonna do a little jumpy jump here. <laughs> this, this is a big one. I think a lot of people do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I uh, had this pattern of thought one day and I said to myself, man, I really hate when people let me down. 
I really hate when people just like, I, I really just hate it because it's like, I can't do yeah. anything but feel bad in that moment. And it's like, oh, there's a very easy solution to this. Just don't give people the opportunity to let you down. And I thought like that for so long and it really, really, really put me in a hole because it started to become like, there was a cap on what I was letting people understand about what was going on in here. And yeah, the heart is right here, I think. I'm, I'm, a, yeah, music yeah. Major. I'm a music manager. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, they put a cap on what people could understand about me. And as I get to this point in my life, I'm really craving more intimacy in my personal Come friendships on. and relationships. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, people have gotten to this point with me where they feel like they know everything but I'm like there's so much more <laughs> but it's like how do you get to that point so it's something I'm working on and I don't know I, I guess it's like a um just being more comfortable with just giving people the chance to like know me and just maybe talking a little bit more about my feelings and myself and you know just opening up and giving people the chance to be there for me because um it sucks like when when you when you feel like you know so much about someone else but that person isn't really connected with what resonates with you and you can tell yeah. because you know you're that person so yeah yeah man yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, nothing but growth man that's nothing but growth come on you know because like why you know the hurt i feel from somebody letting me down is is I hate to say it, but it's far more worse than the hurt that when I make a mistake, like if I don't do something, it's like, oh man, you know, could have did it, didn't. It's probably gonna affect me in the long run, probably gonna be down about it. But I gave my opportunity myself an opportunity and I didn't do it. Oh well. Mm -hmm. Somebody else, mm -hmm. man, I'm putting my trust in you, my faith, my hundred percent. Like, you know, first time you get one shot, I'm letting you in. Oh, you, you dropped it. All right, cool. Um, never asking yeah. you again. You know, never ask yeah. about us again. I, I, just, I just don't have the patience for you to let me down. You know, because up here it's like, I, I trusted you. Yeah. I, I put my faith in you. I just like, oh yeah, this person's gonna do it. Or this person's got me. Not realizing that they got stuff going on, and it's like, really hurt, man. Never yeah. again. Never. Yeah. Never yeah. again. This is my origin story. Duh. <laughs> it's so funny y'all say that because what it does is and i just thought about this now too is and i do it a lot it's you start to plan for the failure so your emotions just are already set <laughs> yep. to feeling bad and you're Jeez. like yeah i knew you were gonna let me down it's cool i'm gonna take my 15 minute break outside and then i'm gonna come back i'm gonna be ready to work because guess what i'm good now like because i've dealt with this before like this yeah. is not new like right. you start to create this like system like check when you get to that point of letting somebody in or trying to give them that like just a little bit like you give them that inch and they take a mile or you know you tell them i'm giving you this inch do not take a mile and they do completely opposite of what you say you're just like yeah i was prepared for this like so we're all good i'm gonna take my little you know like two three days it's gonna hit me a little bit but then i'm gonna readjust and guess Never what? ask you for help again. Right. Smaller, exactly. <laughs> Small again. Smaller and smaller by the months, dog. And that, dog, I think that affects so many more of us than just the three of us talking about yeah, it right absolutely. now. Um, absolutely. And that's the purpose for the podcast. So this question, you know, lines up perfectly. 
of, you know, what are toxic trends in our generation? And is our generation as a whole toxic? Uh, yes. <laughs> look, I, look, first of all, I want to start with saying that it starts with the awareness, okay? So we didn't, we weren't hearing these terms or this term, you know, two, three, four, five, six, you know, years ago, right? People were just saying, oh, you're just a bad person, you know, or oh, they're working on it, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, you know, it's because of our generation, social media, how fast things get out, you know, there's there's going to be a new word just about every single month, right? And right now we're still yeah. on top. It's been out about, I don't know how long, I'm not following, but it's been out for quite some time. And like I said, it starts with the awareness. So I think a lot more people are, are starting to become aware of what's going on and then putting it in that category, right? So if we're being honest, uh, toxic behaviors have been around, around for a while. People have been doing it forever. People are toxic and they're not going anywhere, right? Um, but, you know, with social media, uh, things start to get glorified, right? Things start to get um used in a good way you know we're, we're turning the negative connotations into a positive connotation right and now some things that are really not good are are being normalized so yes um our generation is pretty toxic it's okay to go you know cheat on some people it's okay to literally uh, manipulate somebody into doing something that you want and not for the better of this because manipulation is not bad manipulation has a negative connotation but manipulation is can be a good thing when it's for the good of everybody, right? There's nothing but influence, right? Um, but yeah, we got some, some. Uh, well, I'm not gonna go that deep into it, but yeah, there are a lot of things that are not so much on the good side, right? That are being glorified, right? And it's like, oh yeah, it's toxic. Yeah, it's okay to be toxic, you know? Stay toxic kings, stay toxic queens, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's not okay. Our, our, our generation is definitely toxic. Um, and you know, it's funny to a degree, but it's actually really sad, you know, yeah. it's really sad. So I'd like to touch on, you know, you talked about awareness, um, and people being aware of being toxic. I think that genuinely the issue with our generation, and it's really not just our generation, our generation is really just kind of dictating what's trending right now. So we look a lot more guilty because I feel like this affects all people, right. um, you know, I, I, I think it's just a people thing. I think that we just lack self-awareness so extremely. Nobody sits there and thinks about what did I do in this situation? How did what I did, how did what I did, I think that makes sense, affect this person emotionally or physically or mentally? Nobody, nobody cares. It's ridiculous. And I, um, I guess during the pandemic, Maybe really, I'll say really in like 2019, when I started to step into like a lot of the larger leadership roles that I had, especially in the 100, I had to be self-aware because if I was in front of the body of people that I was leading and I said something off, the body language was going to show it. And then I can either disregard that and be like, I can just say that again, or I can use that example and be like, okay, you might have said this and it might have turned some people off. Let's figure out a way to turn what you have to say into something that's a little bit more digestible so that you can get this body of people to move. And like that started to make me think about my relationships differently. How did I, how did what I just did 
I said this again and I, I still don't even know if it functionally makes sense. <laughs> how, how do I know if what I just did, um, okay, it doesn't make sense. Um, affect the people around me, especially when I had roommates. That was huge. Uh, shout out to 1931. Um, you know, like it, it was just, it, it's like you have to think about that. And I had a lot, I still do have a lot of relationships with people who aren't self aware, and it hurts me a lot. And I've kind of like pulled back, um, but I've also addressed it because you can't just expect someone to change without, you know, communicating it. But like I've addressed it and I've been like, I've, I've said, you know, I don't think that you're considering my feelings here or how what you could have done may have affected me. And our generation does that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore about what they're doing and how it affects other people. And then, you know, you spoke about what's trending, you know, like what's normalized. I mean, come on, bro. Ever since 2018 and the city girls wave started i'm gonna go there the city girls wave started and now look look at where we are it's not like we just said okay this is wrong we're not gonna do this and and i don't want to generalize just the city girls because now it has turned into the city girls and the city boys so it's like we're all guilty it's not about one gender or another it's about the behaviors as people it's it's totally independent of gender you could do you could a toxicity is toxic regardless of who does it. Right. It really doesn't matter. So it's like that stuff is being normalized. Oh, you know, like, you know, like, you know, being with one person and then getting with another person and then, you know, oh, what did, what did you think that this was? You know, we were just hanging out. We were just doing this, you know, like, and then now you may have potentially turned a good soul into another, you know, womanizer whatever the case may be you know like this is not okay it's not okay but you know what i'm not here to judge anybody's choices i'm just saying it's toxic you said uh i'm, I'm gonna be with somebody and go with somebody else we were just talking hey shout out to the episode zero man hey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go check it out check it out <laughs> Yo, boys. hey shameless plug we hey i'm telling you one thing about this podcast we're gonna be shameless plugging every fucking thing Everything. Yeah, my bad, uh, boys. That, and that's yeah, also because uh, if you if you know us, no, you don't. Um, you don't. You know. You don't. Man, um, I gotta say, everything is toxic. Unfortunately, nowadays, like I don't. It's very hard to delineate the lines. Um, um, kind of like what you said, Nick, because things that are toxic, some things that we will consider toxic are now being celebrated, and things that people don't consider toxic you know, are actually, or things that people consider toxic may not actually be that bad. It's just now we've lost the line of what should be celebrated and what shouldn't. Um, I will say, I do not think our generation is toxic. I think we're just a product of the past. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll get into that, you know, I'll get into that answer a little bit more, you know, in a little, but I think we're just a generation that now, like Matt said, creates what's viral and what's not. You follow the wave or you ride the wave and the level of self-awareness is gone. Like that, like having it in more people has kind of gone away because we watch, you know, a screen essentially to tell us what's cool and what's not nowadays. You know, we watch a screen to tell us what's the quickest way to get love. We watch a screen you know, to tell us how should I deal with this thing or that thing or what should I do next or how should I make my next move or what my next move is. 
for everything. So I don't think um, that we're toxic. We're just a product of things that were happening in the past that are just more illuminated to us now because of information, the information age, computers, cell phones, things like yeah. that. So that's why I say that's our generation point. isn't toxic. We're just taking essentially what was going on in the past and glorifying it because now it is on everything that we see. Yeah. So that actually goes into what's going on next, which is the question would be what makes us more toxic than the past generation. And so if if you're saying that we're not toxic, but we're just a product, right? Doesn't that go back to the previous generation beforehand who did not have that yeah. access? Because hear me out, you say we're not toxic. I think we are, but I think our generation before us is just like disgusting when it comes to, to it. Because right. They've been conditioned for so long, and you know what? They just think it's normal. So then they bring it to us, right? And in this yeah. situation, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. situation, I'm going to talk specifically about parent to child, uh, the, the 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 relationship between parent and child, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that they had going on, right? They used to talk to their friends, their other family members, and they used to be like, "Oh, yeah, well, this is normal because it's going on." And then they get their product, but they don't have anybody to talk to. They just think it's normal. And then they get us, you know, the kids nowadays, and then they're doing the same thing. And now that since we're aware of it, now we're calling the generation before us toxic. A lot of things that they're doing yeah. are toxic, but they just think it's normal. So, yeah. um, you know, I just wanted to bring that to the table just a little bit before, you know, uh, and that's actually not. Uh, answering the question, but you know, and I guess going back to the question, what makes us more toxic than the past generation, or 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 better yet, how much of that was passed down to us, All right? Yeah. So let me, Nick, since you you helped illuminate some things to me, um, you know, hashtag stay enlightened, stay illuminated, you know, self-aware. But, <laughs> but, um. I will say, let me say, the reason that we are toxic is because we are a product of our last generation. Let me reword that a little bit, because I did say we are not toxic, but we're a product of our last generation. But I guess the reason that the toxicity has been passed to us is because of we are a product of, you know, our parents. We are a product of the world, essentially, that right. was we're born into. So yes, the world has changed, but my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like, just cause we call it toxic, it was labeled something back in 1990. It was labeled something back in 1980. It was labeled something different back in 1970. You know, job turkey could have been you being toxic. You know, you like, we don't know what the terms were, what, you know, the, the Ebonics was for lack of, you know, of, of words back then what the slang that's what it is what the slang was back then for these same terms that we've developed the slang into, right? right and the terms are going to change but some terms are going to say the same jit is always going to be jit i don't think jit is ever going to change that's a florida thing it's going to forever be like jit, jit is forever going to be in the language just like uh bro son <laughs> all of these things like nothing a lot of things are not going to change um, in terms of the slang language, but there are different terms for different things. It's now just being called something different. Um, so how much of this was passed down? I think a good chunk of it was passed down. I think what has happened, and I hate to say this like this, we have seen the evolution of toxic. That's all it is. We have evolved it into more ways, into different ways, into 
worse ways into you know hurting in more ways being worse in more ways doing those kinds of things i think the but the the foundation was already laid when we when we were birthed on this planet for all of us the foundation of being toxic was already there we just now i think each generation just develops it into its own thing so like what was toxic to us by the time we get to 2040 we gonna some kid gonna do something real wild and we go like god dang like we ain't never think of nothing like that and it's just because that generation has evolved what we thought was something really bad and made it even worse you know as things get better things also will get worse you know like as things are used for good things will also be used for bad so like i think it would just continue to evolve on both sides as technology evolves the reasons that we use that technology will also change it will also evolve so you know, just like there's good for technology, there's bad. And I think the product, not the product, but the foundation that was laid before us from the past generation is what guided us into being more toxic and evolving what that term is. Yeah, I think um, there's a there's a funny way to look at this. Um, so I don't know if you guys are aware, but like there's this new update on like iPhones and Apple products where you can take a picture of something and then copy the text from that picture like you can literally take a picture of a paragraph copy the text of it and then pick, copy and paste it into your safari so there's this article about like these kids that were doing that like cheat on tests and stuff like that they're like taking a picture with their phone uploading it that evolved from like our generation who was like or i guess it's, it, we're the same generation but i guess like the pre the, the next smallest i guess way to define that whatever that is but like, you know, when we were in school, it made it just look like, I don't know, passing around notes or like sneaking your phone out and looking it up on Safari. Now they're taking pictures of it and it's much more efficient, which evolved from baseball caps. And, you know, you're looking up and the, all the answers are written on the cap or writing it on your sleeve or, or your, your palm. Like that's something yeah. that's evolved through the ages, you know, as, as an example. Um, but I do, I do agree that, uh, a lot of these behaviors are not necessarily new. They're just being highlighted in different ways. Um, and you can look at it and, I mean, one really prolific example is that like in, a, in, in, the, uh, in the 20th century, especially, divorce was highly frowned upon. Like you weren't, you weren't breaking up your home regardless of what happened. So like, you know, husbands were cheating and wives were just like, we're just going to let it happen. We're going to preserve the home. And, you know, like, I think people today have, um, I don't want to say it's a, a lot firmer of a grasp on like their own self-worth, but they're a lot less tolerant of things like that, which is positive. But to that same token, people today don't know how to love other people, much less of themselves. Because, you know, we, we today are a product of those you know, previous toxic relationships that we grew up watching. Like, I mean, for example, like, um, I have my, my parents, my dad is really, he's, he expresses a lot of emotion. My mom doesn't. And it's like, I have moments where I'm really, really good at just talking about how I feel. And I have moments where I'm just like, I'm, I'm here. I, I just exist. Can't you see how I feel? What do you mean? <laughs> so it's like I'm a product of that you know I'm, I'm half my mom I'm half my dad and I have moments where I can show both but that's an example of a behavior that was inherited from the generation before me I think a lot of it is passed down I think 
um, a lot of people could do themselves some good by seeking like literal like professional help and like just dissecting some traumas that they um, think were or they think are things that just make them who they are, but they were traumas that they experienced so early that they don't know that it's actual trauma. They think it's just their personality. You know, it, it's really interesting because those experiences that you have early on formulate who you are at your core later. So why wouldn't we diagnose and dissect that stuff? Um, well, let's pivot it uh, a little bit here. Um, we touched about the mainstream media earlier. Um, and we have a great example for this. How does mainstream media influence toxicity? And the example that we're going to use is the show You on Netflix, which is super toxic. If you've never watched it, you need to watch it. You need to. It's really creepy. It's really dark and it's really toxic. But does it really shock anybody? Mm. Nah, everybody rooting for them. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't watched it, but I've seen, you know, clips on social media talking about it. So, and, you know, or a lot of TikToks about it. And then, you know, everybody's rooting for, I think his name is Joe or whatever. Um, but uh, apparently he's doing a bunch of creepy stuff. And, um, you know, what's new, man? Everybody, everybody rooting for him. So, I mean, if y'all want to go uh, more into that, definitely go. Because I haven't seen it. I'm one of those people who needs to go see it. But, um, you know. <laughs> So uh, for everybody listening, just start a petition to get Nick to watch you. Please do. That's it. Please start it. Change.org. Start a petition. We'll come sign it. Me and Matt will come sign it. Whoever does it, just send us the link. But um, so it's funny. I was actually told to watch you. And it's funny because you told me um that you will strangely root for Joe. Like you'll watch a few episodes and it'll be like, um, I don't know about this guy. And then as you keep watching, it becomes, yeah, yeah, Joe, get what's <laughs> yours. You deserve to win. And I just want to say that, uh, That happened to me. I became a Joe Rooter. I became somebody that wanted to see Joe win. And it's only because you connect to a piece of him. And it's the hopeless romantic piece. Like, mm -hmm. he is somebody that is just like the rest of us, that is out here looking for love um, and trying to find it. And while he has some pretty fucked up ways of going about it, he is just trying to get what the rest of us have <laughs> or what we're trying to get. And guess what? If that's what you're looking for, you're going to root for that man. You're going to root for that man because you see a piece of you inside of that man. That's why the show is called You. Damn. That's some fourth wall breaking right there, dog. We just broke the fourth wall, dog. Third that Third is off, why you see a piece of you in that man. It is not because he is chasing the person named you because all of them have character names to him now. He can call them by their names. It is because you see a piece of you inside of this man. And that is why that show has become one of the hottest shows. That, that show really made me think like, you really have to pay attention to red flags, man. Cause I mean, geez, he looks like such a normal guy. But then again, you think about it like who, I, and I don't want to diss anybody out here that does, but who, who really is out here fixing books, bro? 
Like, how, how, <laughs> like how, much, how much patience do you have? Like, I was like, bro, this man can fix books. You can get away with murder. And he does. Like, no spoilers, no spoilers. But I mean, oh, look. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and it's like, you know, you go on social media and you see people talking about it and they're like, oh, if, if, if my dude right. don't love me like Joe, then he ain't the one for me. What? Right. What? Uh, <laughs> like, I saw that meme. I'm not even gonna cap. I saw that meme that was like, oh, ladies, like, if your man don't text back, Joe, you know, Joe he be killing people. He can text back. And it's like, like, hey, what we're not gonna do is that. Because literally, it's it's sick, man. It's sick. I might be going to get something for you, and I just ran into a situation. <laughs> And I just couldn't text you back. You gonna call? You gonna you gonna say Joe can text back? I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. It's it's made people like it's really like destroyed expectation. It really has because like you know it's it's a joke. At the end of the day, like they're they're not really serious. Like they're joking about it, but there's a little bit of truth in every joke. And they're like, wow, like look at the energy. He's really stepping. Like that's the type of stuff that I I feel like people say. Like nah, man, nah. You, you know, uh, that. <laughs> you uh, it's one of those. Well, like I said, I haven't seen it, but I mean, it's just that just goes to conditioning. You tell a liar he's a liar a hundred times, regardless if he's a liar or not, he's gonna start believing he's a liar, you know. So, you uh, you hear uh, yeah, if my man don't love me like Joe, you start hearing that a hundred times, it's like I, I, like, damn, I really need him to uh, you know, love me like that, or it's, it's not real, you know. You run into somebody who doesn't do quite as you know what uh this guy does or x x does and you know just now it's just it's just creating a trend and a pattern and and then all of a sudden now you're you're labeled as crazy you know so because uh, let's let's be honest like i said i haven't seen it but uh what i've been hearing is pretty wild so if you want to love like that you're pretty crazy crazy deserves you so uh yeah thanks so nick i'm yo. not gonna cap yo for the first half of that, you sound like Boomhauer off of goddamn King of the Hill or a goddamn auction salesman. Right? He was like, you know, if you uh, what did I do? I was like, bro, this man is talking. Bro, you were speaking for real, but you did it so fast. And I was like, how is this man able to put, like, you said a tongue twister perfectly fine. And I was like, bro, how did this man do this? Like, I was really, I was taken aback. I just want to say, that's a talent, dog. I just want to say that because I was really I was listening, but I was like, damn, that nigga said a tongue twister and got that hey, shit perfectly. Shout, yeah, shout out, shout out to the trip, man. That's who I work for. You know, I'm speaking like 40 miles an hour, you know, taking five guests at once. Hey, shout out to the trip. So big you know, shout hey, out. Never been to the trip. Go ahead and get you a glizzy, man. Uh but anyways, anyways. So on to the next question. Do our friends enable us to be toxic? And this is general. So like we're speaking, like you guys can answer this or we can answer this as it pertains to like our own intimate friends, but also like generally on the broader scope of like people in general. Do their friends enable them to be toxic? Nick, you want to shoot first? Or... Uh, absolutely. Be absolutely. Because let <laughs> I'm going to give an example. And I have a bunch of guy friends that have rooted for me and when I really think about it it's like I should this goes back to one of those things where I should just communicate right but um I'm definitely going to be the 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 bearer of bad news to say that uh I have let my phone die right for a certain reason right so say say I'm on FaceTime <laughs> 
All right, so say I'm on FaceTime with said person, right? Obviously, significant other, right? I don't want to be on FaceTime, but I'm not going to say I don't want to be on FaceTime, right? And then I tell my bro, like, hey, man, I'm just, I, I can't do it, bro. I, I'm just, I'm going to let my phone die. I'm just going to do whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, just, you know, go for it. I get it. I've been there, you know, but you can't say it because, you know, then you, then you don't love them. Then, you know, all the other stuff. And when I really think about it, it's like, you know, I could have just said, hey, uh, I'm going to go now. And I could have solved a lot of things, but uh, no, I'm just gonna let my phone die and uh, it would just go from there, which causes a lot more uproar. Um, but, you know, my friends are also like, yeah, just, you know, go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, I get it, uh, blah, blah. And I'm just like, wow, we're, uh, we're pretty garbage, bro. <laughs> we're, we're pretty garbage to be all on the same wave about that. Um, <laughs> but when you think about, you know, and, you know, if you know me, you don't. You don't. You don't. But um, I have my reasons. But that goes to just show that um, just as easy as your friends are able to call you out on it, they're also willing to go with it just because they're your said friend, right? I do believe that a lot of your friends are going to be a mixture of what makes you you, right? You're not going to hang out with anybody that makes you feel uncomfortable or that doesn't remind you a little bit of themselves, right? So... <clears throat> With that being said, um, like I said, it, as easy as it is to enable your friends to be toxic, it is also just as easy to call them out on it and be like, oh, it's pretty garbage. Like, you're being pretty garbage about it or you're being pretty bad about it. And I definitely think that calling people out um, on it is, you know, helps. It, it helps in the long run. Like, it helps right then and there. When you call somebody out on being toxic, it really makes them think. It's, it's, they're going to be upset, but it really makes them think. And, you know, that, that goes with pride or, you know, lying or, you know, not apologizing or being inconsistent, being manipulative, like, like, you know, playing victim. Like when you call somebody out on something they regularly do or just do in the moment, like it's going to make them upset, but it, it, it it's really going to stop them in the long run of like continuing that habit. Um, so I definitely think you should not, you know, enable your friends to be toxic in the long run uh, because it's just, it's just not going to be good. You're going to let a lot of things slide and it's like, you don't want that person to become somebody they're not. Um, so yeah, that's my spill on it. <clears throat> um, I'll definitely say the people that I talk to about the inner mechanisms of my mind, if you got the reference, you're going for that. But the people that I talk about, about those type of things, they are the type of people that would tell me, all right, Matt, like, you kind of, you kind of, you, you probably shouldn't, you know, do that or whatever the case may be. I have very few people in my life that I feel would actually tell me if I'm out of line. Um, I have a very assertive and powerful personality. I'm just very sure of myself. And I don't know. I guess people don't, people are honest. I guess I'll say that. And I'm a very honest person. So like, um, I'm not the type of friend to enable someone to be toxic. So if you ask me a question, you better be prepared for the answer for it. If you ask me for my opinion, you better be prepared for it because I'm not going to give it unless you ask it because people hate unsolicited opinions. I get that. But when you ask me for it, I'm be like, yeah, no, you're, you're kind of, you're definitely out of line or you're definitely wrong. Or maybe we should look at it from this lens, you know? So, but on the broader scope, do people's friends enable them to be toxic? Of course they do. Like, that's why we're stuck in this 
perpetual circle of like everybody thinking that everything that they do is 100% right 100% of the time and they're totally justified in doing whatever it is you know that they're doing like there are people who genuinely believe that they've never made a a, a mistake in a relationship or socially or any type of any type of relationship and they're like I'm I'm single because I'm just single that's just how that happens <laughs> don't don't be delusional don't don't be delusional like and that's and that correlates right back to what I was talking about with self-awareness if people really thought about what they were doing and how it made others look at them or you know how it affected other people you'd be a lot more successful in in your relations you know um I want to say um because we're going to start reading this book I don't know if we're I don't know if this is the book that we're going to read but there's a book that I've, I've I've uh put forward for us to read called relational intelligence I'm sure it talks about that in this book but you know like don't be that friend that enables your friends to be toxic if they ask you for your opinion like give it give the right opinion like yeah. be truthful I agree um with both of y'all and I think I want to highlight on something you said Nate about uh being around a certain group of friends or you know certain you know groups of friends that kind of enable you in a way um I think one thing that we fail to realize is that we make friends with people at specific stages in our life and when we grow out of that stage the detachment from that person is because they might still be there as you're growing and y'all are just going in two separate directions the people that kind of stick with you as you are matriculating through your life are also growing along in mm -hmm. the, you know in their own ways but it's on the same level um so i think people fail to realize that a lot is that sometimes you lose you lose friends because of distance you lose you know friends because of you know, things like that, because you move away, because you go to a different school, stuff like that. But if there's someone that has always been around, or someone that like goes to the same school as you or is around you in other things, and y'all just kind of break away, most of the time it's because of that. It's because y'all just like the level or the understanding of growth is in two different places. But yes, I also agree that friends do enable us to be toxic. Um, because sometimes they see the toxicity in themselves. And if they see a situation, I do this shit all the time um, with my really good friend, Grant. Um, shout out to Grant, shameless plug, shameless plug. Uh, a master's, uh, master's level engineer. To make a god. But, oh yeah. Know, <laughs> the funk himself. <laughs> but, the maestro, the myth. But um, one thing I realized <laughs> is that he'll have a situation um, or we would have situations where we were talking to girls and Grant most of the time for me is my litmus test if I'm doing something that is too far or just right or because Grant's really really disciplined Grant's really really honest so he'll tell you if like you jumping in the deep end and you doing something that's just out of character for you or nah you know like he'll tell you if the paper is hot if the paper is warm or you know if it's cold type deal and um that's why I like him but there are going to be friends of us that you know that you're around in a certain moment and they're gonna be like nah go do that shit right now yeah and it's because they see that shit they if if they were in the position to do it they would do it 10 times out of 10 but since they're not they're going to push you to do it because they want to see the outcome mm -hmm. that's it 
And that's dangerous. Exactly why dads do it. That's the, it's really dangerous. That's dangerous toxicity. That's the highest level of toxicity. Yeah. We have a meter. We should develop a meter. I think we need to develop that. And we should do, we should do, I'm sorry, this is, we're doing something real wild, but we should do like the toxic thing of the week. And we should, every time we record a show, we should find something that's really toxic that's going on. And we should label if it's like only toxic, just as toxic, toxic as hell. Like we should have a meter and that should be our thing. I feel, I feel like we create that. We'll be a hit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bro. Not but we, yes, we, I think uh, talking about it or <laughs> while I know in the episode, I'm gonna edit all this out. But back to the nah, point. bro. Nah, bro. Raw footage. Mask off. But to get back to the point, um, yes, they end up supposed to be toxic because they see it within ourselves. Like I always go to my friends. Like I always come to y'all. Come to my roommates here, John and Grant. Like. I will always ask before I make a truly toxic decision because I be thinking about it in a moment where I'm like I could really just say yes and just like fuck the shits and just do make this toxic decision because I do want to see how this plays out but nah if I'm like serious about it it's like I gotta I gotta you know confide in some people and ask like hey is this toxic like I'm thinking toxic and I just want to know is it toxic or we right that awareness so, kicks in, man. That's pretty much all that is. It's the awareness. Yeah, that is. That's all it is, real. The awareness and then, you it's know, the awareness. accountability from your friends. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I I actually spoke about it a little bit beforehand, but, um, you know, how do we handle, you know, our f- closest friends being toxic? And what do we do? You know, what do we say? How do we address it? When do we address it? You know? How do we go from there? Man, I'll, I'll go first. It's it's not difficult for me, but it is difficult because if we're close, if I let you get there, you can't be letting me down. That does not happen. Ain't no freebies, you know, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm really good at communicating how I feel and how something that you did made me feel. And it's important for me that regardless of how you meant to come off, that you understand how it made me feel. Because intention is important, but what you say is the larger part of it. You know, like you can say something offensive or someone perceives what you said to have been offensive, but you didn't mean it that way. But there's a reason why it's easier to interpret it as offensive, uh, as something of an offensive nature, as opposed to something that's actually just a normal statement. So toxicity from my friends and toxicity from your friends looks very, very different from people that don't like you because it's a lot more subtle. It's a lot more regular. Like toxicity from your friends could be like, you know, you guys are having a conversation and you're really keen on on listening to what they have to say. And when it's your turn to have a perspective or a voice, they turn to, they, they're, they're giving you the idea that they're listening, but when they talk about what you just said, you realize that they didn't hear anything that you just said. That's very subtle toxicity because it's, it's kind of like that person, not even kind of, it's like that person in that moment is just like, eh. I don't really care about what this person's saying. I just kind of <laughs> want to get what I wanted to get off my chest. And 
the first step is talking to that person about it. And I find that sometimes it can be very difficult to reason with people because they always revert back to, well, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Okay, but you did, but you did. And, and, and I don't wanna feel this way. So either I'm gonna stop talking to you about this so that I stop having to feel this way, or we can work on this together. And note that I said work on this together because that's very different than you need to go fix this because this made me feel bad. You're a part of the problem, even if you're not what caused it because you are the, the literally <laughs> like a part of it, you're in it. So it's like, what can we do together to collaborate to salvage our relationship in this way and, and you know, just patch it and build on top of it? You know, like that's huge, but at least in my experience, when it doesn't go well, like you can address something and then they're like, yeah, okay, I'll work on it. And then it, it, it keeps happening over and over and over again. There's a very fine difference between being patient with that person and being patient when there's clearly no progress happening, but they're saying that they're working on it just so that you can feel better. And you have to be willing to do what you need to do if the, you know, there's no progress happening. Like, I've had, I have a, I have close friends that close friends that I've known since high school since the, the very first day of high school that there are certain conversations that are just not going to happen because I can't talk to you about that because you're either not going to listen you're going to judge me and make me feel uncomfortable or you know I just you've shown me previously when I tried to trust you with certain things that I can't and I hate to be so strict with it but you know the person that cares the most about me is me. And that may sound a little narcissistic, but it's really, I don't feel like it is because we kind of have to learn a little bit more about how we should love ourselves. And a lot of people are very keen on studying the idea of loving somebody else, but how are you allowing the people in your life to treat you? And how does that ultimately affect you when you're behind closed doors and just by yourself? So don't tolerate it. It's a level of self-respect. Yeah. Self-discipline, self-respect. What you're going to allow for, or what you're going to allow to yourself, for yourself, what happens to yourself, because at the end of the day, you got to take yeah. care of yourself. Um, but moving on to Justin. Uh, I'm not going to answer this one. Just for, uh, you know, I think y'all hit on a lot of good points. So I'm going to just, I'm going to push it into the next one of like, how do you handle toxicity in relationships? You go first on this one. To walk away. <laughs> Wait, who, who going first? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought she was talking to Nate. No, oh, absolutely man. not. Oh. No, that's you, Sauce God. Sauce man, God. I got to lay back on my couch, man. Call uh, over. Right. I'm going to pull down the armrest for this one. <laughs> right. So, um, Pop Jesus. Fly, I guess, yeah. I mean, hey, this could be a whole episode of its own, but uh, I have been in, you know, in previous relationships that had a a, a high level of toxicity, um, and it's something that I had to realize was from both sides, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, for a long time, I would allow myself to think that it will get better or that person will change or they'll understand like that this is not healthy um and it never does and Matt I loved 
that she said, the person that cares about you is you, um, because that isn't narcissistic, that's survival. Unfortunately, in this world, I said this um, to my significant other the other day, but I understand that people, like at the core of it all, like at, at the, at the well, and it, it's another thing I wanna highlight too, but at the, the base of it all, People, people do things to for their benefit, for their direct benefit, their direct or indirect benefit. So unfortunately, we all have friendships and a lot of friendships can be genuine. A lot of friendships could just be because they are able to do something for you or help you or assist you and things like that. And even in our friendship, sometimes we have to tug on that just a little bit because there might be some things or different skill sets that other people have that you just need help with in that moment. And it's not what makes the difference between you having a friendship for the benefit or using the benefit of the other person and having a genuine friendship is when you're able to equally do it and you able you're able to understand from each other that like i appreciate you in more realms than one and i will i will call on you to do these things and just know i call on you for these things because i expect that you're going to call on me for it and once you have that level of understanding it creates very great friendships that allow you to know that if you call with that person, it's going to be with the same intensity, the same, you know, the same uh, attention, level of attention, the same level of care mm -hmm. as it would if it's, if it's vice versa. Yeah. So um, how do I, how did I start to handle it? Or how did I start to grasp my understanding of it? I started to call it out in the moment when it happens. And that's the only way I feel like personally that you can handle it and deal with it for the person to either see it in themselves and grow and make that conscious decision there to grow or see it in themselves and say, I'm not going to change. And then you go, well, this has been great, my love. I got to go. <laughs> and yes, I am willing to walk away from that now. I was not in the past. I was not. And that was a lack of self-confidence and self-love for myself. But once you understand who you are and what you want and what you're looking for out of this thing called life, I promise you, you make decisions for yourself for the ultimate goal of your life your passion your purpose on this earth and you will understand at the end of the day if it's not on the line of where i am going it is not for me if it's not for free it is not for me i say that all the time and i don't mean that lightly i mean a lot of things can a lot of things come to you free a lot of things and if it is not free it's not for you uh, just want to go ahead and make a reference to To Pimp a Butterfly and Kendrick Interlude. Come on. Um, because you said something is not free. I'm going to leave it there. If you understand where this is going, then you're a real one. Okay. That's all I'm going to say on. about that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said, raw footage right there, man. You're giving out this concert for free, man. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you, you mentioned basically what I said last week, you know, when it comes to relationship. Uh, it's very mutual. This is not for free. I'm giving you you. Uh, uh, uh. I'm giving me. I am giving you me, and you are giving me you. Right. So it's you? not. I am you, and you are me. I'm sorry. I had to, I had <laughs> to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh, handling it. Oh, boy. Oh my God. Countless, countless examples, and like you said, man. It's, if we don't talk about it and this is and you know what this is this is not to say that you know i think a lot of people need to hear this right now i suffered with it too 
if somebody brings something to the table, they are not trying to start an argument. They are trying to communicate what's going on and it is your place to communicate back or listen and not respond and then talk about how we're going from there, how we're going to move from there, right? Like right then and there. Like I just needed to throw that out there. If somebody brings something up that they don't like or it makes them feel some type of way, they are not trying to start an argument. I don't know who needs to hear this. They are not trying to start an argument. They are just trying to voice their opinion and then trying to grow in the situation so that they can be heard in said mutual respect, uh, mutual respectful relationship or friendship or whatever the case may be. And uh, that comes with just positive communication and better communication as well, right? Because communication is not one-sided. Um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, definitely, definitely, definitely willing to walk away um, from said thing. Um, that's also taking account after many things as well, right? If there are, <laughs> a lot of people say there are many, um, many fish in the sea, right? Um, and I've also heard somebody say, <laughs> it's not that my answer is going to be no, I just haven't heard yes yet. So if you, you know, take <laughs> If you're taking some things into account and they do a lot of the good things and they do one bad thing, you just take it how you want, right? Um, but yeah, definitely, 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 definitely willing to say yes. Uh, definitely handling toxic behavior in the relationship is is as good as early as possible because, you know, like you said, you, you got to address it right there and there or it's going to keep happening. And you're going to put yourself in a continuous conundrum of, I'm upset, this person's not listening, this person's doing this. I'm doing this in return of that and it's pissing me off even more and then now you're just butting heads clashing and now we both want to kill each other all right so yeah but for the sake of your peace male or female male or male female or female I have to put that in there all right um for the sake of your peace your self-respect your self-love it'd be best for you to walk away regardless of how you feel but yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with like literally every point that both of you guys brought up. Um, I think the biggest thing is just being willing to walk away. Um, me personally, toxicity in relationships, I handle it very similarly to close friendships. Um, we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna address it um, just as you should if it was me you know, with a behavior that I had that was hurtful or harmful to you in any way, because I want to know, I want to be the best version of myself for my partner. And that's important because if we're not representing each other at the highest level, or just, you know, really investing in that, what takes to build such a partnership, then what are we doing? You know, like I spent a lot of time in the past four years, like single and it wasn't by choice, but it just kind of just happened to be that way. I would get into you know, talking stage, boop, falls apart. We're just watch, repeat, whatever the case may be. Um, and I, you know, it, 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 it trained me a lot, I guess, introspectively. I had to do a lot of thinking about what it was that I may not have been doing, what red flags that I have, what, red fl what were the trends and red flags that, of the people that I was looking at, you know? And I think a common theme that I had to learn that I learned recently within the past two years was being able to walk away. And I think that comes with a lot of trouble because a lot of people don't understand what it is that they're worth 
and to be understand to be to understand what you're worth you have to know what you bring like and i don't know when at what point did i come across this pattern of thought but for me you know when when i would get to a, a certain point of a relationship of addressing something and it was it was just not getting better and it just it just you know, like after addressing it, of course, and having a healthy discussion about it and talking about, you know, things that we both can do together to can do together to get past it. And it just wasn't working. I, you know, like you thinking about how at that point it's draining you, you know, do you continuously be patient with no evidence to it getting better? Or, you know, do you make the decision for yourself to move on for someone who may put in a little bit more elbow work you know, to give you that assurance that, hey, it's a, it's, this is difficult for me, but I'm working on it for you because this is what this means to me, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a very hard crossroad to come to. And I think that's how a lot of our friends, our friends, our peers, colleagues, whatever the case may be, end up with people that they don't love because they, it, and it starts to become cloudy with the whole time thing, because at what point, do you say, okay, I like 70% of this relationship, but it took me two years to figure it out. Do I want to sacrifice those two years? Like, to me, it's like, what? Like, you, 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 if, if you just can't get past some of those things, I mean, there's, you can find love in so many different ways and, and from so many different people, like, don't bottleneck yourself, especially like with our friends that are in our early 20s, like us, but hey, you know, it's their own, do whatever you want you know but i mean for me at a certain point i just had to i just had to sit myself there and i was like what in comparison to who i was and even the men in our generation like what do i provide what is unique about me that this person is not going to find anywhere else and what is unique about this person that i'm not going to find anywhere else that's a very objective viewpoint that you have to have and for me and I'm not, I'm not cocky or anything, but I'm a very passionate young man. I'm very ambitious. I'm very structured. I'm logical. And I, I want to succeed. And I, and I wish that was more common in our generation, but it's not. And I know that I'm, I'm harder to come by, you know, so I have to operate as such. I have to know my worth in order for me to get what I think I'm worthy of. And if you don't have a firm idea of what that is, if you don't have a firm idea of what you bring to the table, how can you have a firm idea of what you want your partner to bring? So you're just going to accept anything. And then the, bot, the bottom tier of love, you're going to be like, oh, I love this person so much. And little do you know, you could be getting so much more, but you're not, you're too afraid. And that's the self-confidence thing, just as you talked about, Justin, you know, just believing that, oh, you know, am I going to find love somewhere else? Uh, yeah, you are probably better quality if you spend a little bit more time, you know, just working on yourself in that way. And I ra I'd rather be single than be in a relationship with somebody that I like 65% of the time. That's just me. Yeah. You're over, here, you're over here preaching for free, man. Hey. Um, but, you know, to all the people out there, regardless of what gender you are, um, you know, I definitely want to speak upon it what Matt just said about himself, right? If all those things are good, right? That does not give you an opportunity to like the idea of somebody, right? Mm. Like them for who they are, okay? 
right? Get to know who they are, right? Just because you don't do this, that, and the third, and you have your head on straight, doesn't mean that, you know, you're genuinely going to be liked by people, right? So keep that in mind as well. I have a, I have a, and I, I hate to do audibles, but I have a very, very quick question because I know we're pressed on time. Um, what do you guys do in the situation where you're involved with someone who your friends think is bad for you? What? Say that one more time. What do you guys do in the situation where you're involved with someone who your friends think is bad for you and not, you know, progressive? You can't build with that person, whatever the case may be. I am going to genuinely ask them why. Like, what is making you think this right off the bat? We've been friends for years or not, or we've been together. You know how I am. I would hope so. You know what's going on in my life. You know what I need because I confide in you. You're, you're, you're a friend. So you know what I, you know what I want, right? We, we all talk about, you know, the things that we want to confide in with people close to us. So why is it that when I get something that immediately you're going to say, I, I don't know, or turn it down, right? And so at that point, I'm going to say, hey, why, right? I'm not going to mention it to said person. I'm going to ask you why. If you think it's important enough to come and talk to me about it because you think there's something wrong, I, need, I genuinely need to know why, and we can talk about it from there. Like that's that's pretty much it. Because maybe maybe I haven't noticed something because I'm still stuck in the hey, I got what I want. Or mm-hmm. hey, I'm stuck in, you know, I've you know, shout out to uh my boy Ant, man. He he definitely burned us out in uh, relationship number one. But um he was like, You're so stuck in this mode that you're not being able to see what's really going on. And I didn't realize that until months later. And I'm like, he was right. Right. But in that moment, I'm like, mm, nah, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with me. And at that point, it's like, okay, I have to realize that people genuinely do want better for you. So in this situation, if we're speaking just about close friends in general, not just a random person off the street. Right. If you're speaking on close friends, I'm going to genuinely ask you why. And there's something you probably see that I don't see. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'll say, at least for me, I've been in situations where my close friends, I, I separate with somebody who they think is perfect for me. And I'm like, mm-mm. And yeah. they're like, <laughs> you know, why, why, you know, you're going to end up back with this person. No, I'm not. So it's, it, like I don't double. I let me not say that. Very rarely do I ever double back. Very rarely, and it's like because my friends have made some very bad calls about who I should consider being with down the line. When I'm in a relationship with somebody, it kind of makes me look like what are they really seeing? But still, I take it in as perspective just to consider, you know, because I'd be foolish to not allow someone to have a perspective, but. I'd also be foolish to let them dictate what my perspective actually is. Correct. Right. Very, 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 um, very, very correct. And I'm happy you said that, Matt, um, because that was going to be like my response to you, Nick, is that uh, unfortunately, this entire thing is trial by fire, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. somebody has, has to get burned. 
like and you have to develop that by just going through it like no relationship is going to be crystal clear I was blessed and I was talking about this with Grant today that you know I moved out of my house um from my parents into the apartment that I'm now staying in with my and John mind you Grant had been in four other apartments before this you know John had some experience as well too and for me to be for this to be my first apartment experience I'm blessed I'm happy to have great roommates I'm happy to stay in a really nice place security is great you know the whole process of it as well rent is good like and I'm happy with that but Grant had to go through trial by fire he had to discover what he likes and what he doesn't like and what he has to do before finding you know this area and being like this is what works same thing for John like we all have to figure out our own paths um but I agree with you Matt about not being foolish I will always be open to listening because it could be a different perspective that I'm not seeing Mm -hmm. especially when you get into relationships you are good to put on you know a different pair of shades because you only see this person in this light and you might not be seeing what the particular friend is seeing on the back you might not be saying some things because you're so like you said you're so enveloped in love you know you're you're kind of heart struck it's that love struck essentially not heart struck but you're love struck and you really are blinded like you're you're like your full senses ain't working you know or your sixth sense ain't or that self-actualization aspect or self-awareness aspect of it is not kicking in because you're blinded and that's okay emotions tend to cloud what judgment and logic so that is okay it happens to all of us it's a trial by fire process anyway but once you discover it it's at that point you are at a fork in the road am i going to learn from this or am i like ah this was just one off i'm gonna keep doing what i do and that is where you get the self-awareness to grow that's where you get the self-awareness to be and understand who you are and what you like some people don't get that at an early age. They think it was just a mistake that happened because this was the way the dominoes, you know, fell. And they're like, I'm gonna try it again because that that just happened because of this particular person and they did this particular thing. I'm gonna do it with somebody else and see what happens. And that's the difference in it all about like how you learn from your toxic behaviors. Heard you, man. Definitely. You spitting, man. You spitting. Hey, we gotta call him prof from now on, man. Hey, oh, stop it. Prof. Man. Oh, stop it. Oh, prof, you know. Oh, uh, stop throw, throw back to the, uh, you know, 100 days on the past. Yeah, you know. Get me out. Yeah. Me too. Uh, but, uh, Daddy that, never there. Yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> this wraps up our official first episode that is yeah. going to be titled Toxicity Explained. Um, we hope you guys had a great listen. Hey, if you want to check us out, if you enjoy our content, we just made a bunch of socials, so I'm going to plug them all in right quick. Our Instagram is third eye underscore podcast, third eye underscore podcast. Our YouTube channel that we're going to be uploading video to is third eye podcast, literally. If you have any business inquiries, if you have any comments, suggestions, anything you'd like for us to dissect or talk about, our email is the third eye. 327 at gmail.com. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 That's, that's also uh not to forget, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the regular socials. Uh we're getting this thing going, man. And we definitely, definitely, definitely 
hope to be in communication with all our listeners. And even if you're not listening, communicating on, you know, other realms and, you know, specs, you know, sponsors. You know. Um, but, we got to set up a Patreon for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, yeah, we're just going to keep it going, man. And we just, you know, expect full support from everybody and definitely on the communication. And we're down to talk about just about anything, right? Anything. So uh, any, any suggestions, whatever, let us know. And we'll, we'll, you know, bring it out. We'll even shout you out. Shout out to this person. We're going to talk sure. about it. Right. Most definitely. Keep it going. We, we are a show of shameless plugs for real, for real. So we will, you know, if you have a business, even too hit that damn email button. yeah do it for sure yeah. no like, shame. for real we will plug everything in um this is just to help build our network we will all right you guys will brand our brand and everything yeah. um hey man another episode down forever more different topics <laughs> this is only the start. So, only the start so let us know you know this yeah. is our podcast so let us know you stay with us long enough, and maybe we'll let you in on what third eye means. Yeah. Because if you think you knew us, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that wraps up episode one. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll hope to have you guys listening on the next round. We'll see y'all later.